Do you produce a wine that is exceptional? Register your wine for this April's five-star wine selection. Over 100 judges, including masters of wine, master sommeliers, enologists, and wine professionals, will select top wines for feature in Five Star Wines The Book. The best certified biodynamic and organic wines also will be presented through the dedicated section, Wine Without Walls. Featured wines will gain continued worldwide visibility through Vinitaly International promotional support. Find out out more at 5starwines.it Italian Wine Podcast Chin Chin with Italian Wine People Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Ward, and my guest today is Andre, not Andre, Andre Riberino. Perfect. From Portugal? Yes. And you are a food, wine, and travel entrepreneur, digital marketing consultant, CEO at Adega. And you're also, just the previous conversation we've had about soccer, you're obviously a bit of a soccer fan, which we probably won't have time for today. So just how did you get started in the wine industry? I actually started uh, 15 years ago. I'm I'm uh, about 15. I'm 42. You don't look (laughs) it. Well, thank you. But I was actually, I'm a computer science engineer, so that's what I studied. And around 15 years ago, uh, I read a book called The Long Tail. And The Long Tail is a book by Chris Anderson, who was the editor of Wired magazine at the time. And he actually, at, on this book, he explained how the internet changed the world of music, the world of films, and he explained the theory about, um, about this long tail. And actually, the interesting part is that I still don't know why, but I read the book. I was in London uh, during holidays, and I read that book, and for some reason I thought, wine is exactly like this, and I would love to understand what is behind this idea that wine can have the same success online, and why, how internet can help wine become as successful as music and as uh, films. So you were how old then? Sorry. So I was uh, 20, I don't know, 27, 26, 27. And I was actually not a wine fan. So I didn't drink wine at the time. It was actually a business idea that I was interested in. And there was something that I've, I've come to learn uh, throughout the years that there was more than I thought initially. Uh, actually, every time I, I heard someone speaking about wine, they had this brightness in their eyes. You know, they, they had this, this thing that I know I understand what it is. But now you see that, that when people talk about wine, they have a passion, they have, they have something more than just, of course, being the stuff that they do day to day. And, uh, and now I know I found it. And, uh, and I'm Where are you happy. based? I'm based in Lisbon, Portugal. So tell me about the Portuguese market just for wine in general. Obviously, it's a wine-producing country uh, and also for Italian wines in particular. Portugal is a top 10 uh, wine-producing country uh, in the world. I think it's either 10 or 11, depends on the year. It's uh, it's a very interesting uh, country, very much like Italy. It does have a diversity of, of varieties, of uh, autochthonous varieties that is uh, exciting. It has also been a challenge, of course, in the last 10 years to evolve from a world that was interesting uh, interested in buying uh, single variety wines and based on you know Cabernet and Merlot and all the international varieties and it has evolved to something really exciting as you know very well that uh, Italy has been doing an amazing job there of getting people around the world excited about stuff that they didn't know before and so Portugal has been doing a, a quite a good job of coming to the modern wine world um, and promoting what he's doing in terms of, uh, of autochthonous varieties and of course even being as quite a small country it's quite a diverse 
diverse country again in terms of, of terroirs and in terms of, of, uh, of everything that is that makes wine. In terms of wine, uh, Italian wine in Portugal, you have this being a winemaking country, so we consume maybe 99% Portuguese wine, but it's actually an interesting country when it comes to uh, fine wine uh, consumers. Uh, as everywhere, you, you do have fine wine consumers, and uh, Italian wine, I would say Italian wine next to French wine is probably the, the two top countries that are uh, that gets people excited about fine wine. When you say fine wine, is this wine shops? People are walking into wine shops and buying all these are, uh, fine dining wines that are served during Yeah, I would say that the yeah, Michelin star restaurants have Italian wine, have uh, some, of, some of the best wines in Italy are uh, available there, uh, which is probably the easiest and uh, the best place to enjoy them. Then you have some of the best wine shops uh, in Lisbon and Porto uh, that have uh, also those. And then you have, of course, like uh, everywhere, you have some clubs, you have some private clubs. But I would say that, uh, that it's quite interesting that today you can find some more obscure Italian wines there. Uh, for example, actually, we'll, we'll talk about that, but actually um, I'm doing an event next Saturday and for the first time we're having a table of Etna wines at the event in Portugal and it's something that is totally unknown for the Portuguese. But is this just a wine tasting or is this a sort of uh, for professionals or for, for private uh, It's totally consumer or? oriented oh, really? uh, and it's actually a taste and buy wine mm-hmm. so people that are tasting uh, can buy all the wines that are available at the tasting. And so the idea is that some of the people for the first time will be introduced to the amazing wines of Etna, but also that they could taste them and then it would be hard to find them. There they can taste them and they can buy them right away. I mean, how important is food and wine together in Portugal? So if you're talking about Italian, say, Etna wines uh, and a Portuguese person, oh, that sounds interesting, the story of the volcano, all this kind of stuff, volcanic sauce. And then the next question is, what, I, what would I drink this with? What Portuguese dish would I drink this with if I buy the Sicilian wine? So the first thing is uh, people will assume, uh, most people will assume that uh, Italian wine goes well with uh, Italian food. And that's quite a big assumption also because Italian food means so many things to so many different people. But I would say that uh, most of, most people who try, who'd, who'd like to try an Etna wine would probably pair it with a pasta and some, uh, some uh, you know, special pasta that they could make at home or get in a restaurant. That would be my guess for, for a thing. Uh, maybe some people would even think of pizza, again, generalization. But in terms of Portuguese food, not only do we have also an interesting volcanic area called the Azores that produces volcanic wines. So some of the people who know that area might try to do a, a comparison and try to see, oh, this is interesting in comparison to, to Etna. But I think being a country that is very open to, to the world, Portuguese speak very good English, very good French. The whole TV in Portugal is with subtitles. So we hear languages from around the world since we we're kids. And so it opens us up to the world. So we want international news. We want to understand what's happening outside. We respect what we do in the country, but we want to learn from the outside. So when you introduce Italian wine to Portuguese or uh, specifically Etna wine to Portuguese, they want to know everything there is to know about it. And they might try with Italian food. They might try to mix it with the Portuguese food. Uh, it's quite diverse there, but it's quite interesting because of that. It's not set in stone that it needs to be enjoyed in an Italian restaurant. Well, it is a very progressive country. I don't know a lot about Portugal, but um, just in terms of the, so, just a social thing, a bit of a segue here, but in terms of attitudes to drug addicts, we've had, we've had the most yeah. successful program of, of dealing with that issue of actually not treating people as criminals, but really trying to get them back on their feet. That's true. Um, and I think that's a really, you probably say, what the hell's this got to do with an Italian wine podcast? Well, it does, because we're working in the industry of alcohol, and it's important that we recognise that, you know, people can end up in trouble. So I think that's very enlightened. I think if a country thinks like that, they're also going to treat their, what they put in their, you know, 
what they're eating and what they're drinking in a, in a way, in a slightly more thoughtful way. It's, uh, it's very true. Uh, and actually about that program, about uh, treating people like they have actually a health problem and not they're not criminals. The program was so successful that it's now being implemented in cities, exactly copy of that program in cities like Seattle in the US. They're, they're using the same model to, uh, to take care of that problem. And it, it's really interesting about also the education and, and the alcohol education that people in Portugal, when we're kids, I was born in Portugal, I have always lived in Portugal. And when you're a kid, alcohol is not something you're forbidden from drinking. You're not incentivized to drink. And if you're at the table with your family, you don't want, you know, no one is going to say you, you should drink. But I remember being a kid and my grandfather telling me, oh, you should just use a, a finger and try alcohol. And actually, by the time you get to uh, legal drinking age, it's not something forbidden. It's something you enjoy. It's something that is part of culture. And in that sense, we're very much related uh, to the way people uh, think about alcohol in Italy. I do that with my kid with the finger. In the, I also ask him to give me three flavors. So we live in Milton so he's tasted a lot of Brunello in his time. <laughs> but it's true, it's what you say, it's about, um, about the attitude to, um, it's kind of sensible lifestyle, if you like. Yes, yes, so. and, uh, and of course then you understand that when people are, uh, they become teenagers and then they, they, uh, they reach uh, an adult age, they make wine part of their lifestyle because it was never something imposed, it was always part of whatever celebrations they were having, and, uh, and mostly Portuguese wine in Portugal, but, uh, but that happens, and it's, it's, it's one of the great things of living in a in a wine producing country. So part of your brief, your description is a travel entrepreneur. So you know, you're not like running travel events. Portuguese people going to Italy, or are you? Uh, no, no, that's not something uh, we do. We do actually have a project called Wine Spots, and what we do is a uh, wine travel concierge. So anywhere in any wine region in the world, uh, if you don't want to have a guide that goes with you, uh, but you want to have someone who's guiding you via WhatsApp or via whatever is like a good friend in that region, uh, we have a service for that. It's called Wine Travel Concierge. It's called Wine Spots. And we do that anywhere in the world, including Italy. That's incredible. So if I'm going, if I get that, how do I, how do I get the app? I just go online and get the app? You or? just go on, uh, you, you can use it through the through the website, but you can also download it on the iPhone and, uh, and it will work. And then and then actually you have like a, a we work with uh, different guys uh, around the world in different regions and people sit at home or at the office or whatever they are and they actually have to respond to messages from someone. There's there's not really a script, there's guidelines, but uh, it's like if you know Tuscany really well, you're the best person to guide someone else there. Uh, maybe you don't want to do it in person or they don't want to have someone you know in the car with them they want to go on their own but they want to have someone that if like a very good friend that that knows the area and they can send a message saying hey i, I could really have some truffles you know and they can point them in the right direction interesting if i ever get fired from this job i spent a lot of time in tuscany i'll take your business card later please do just in case okay in terms of the future just talk about wine in general and obviously from your portuguese quote Italian standpoint um, where do you see things going are we drinking less and drinking better or is that just a soundbite yeah it seems so uh, looking at uh, all the marketing studies uh, it does seem that we are uh, drinking better I see and I'll be touching uh, on my presentation during wine to wine I'll be touching on that subject that uh, that we need to do a better job of reaching out to consumers and uh, wine as we all know is quite behind uh, compared to other products at the same time we are quite ahead that we have one of the most wonderful treasures of the world has diversified and has complex and that there's wine for every wallet for every taste for every we just need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to uh, to get to consumers and I think uh, if we are drinking better 
uh, drinking less but drinking better. People will want more information. They will be, want to be more empowered to know what they should be drinking. And it's our job to make it happen. What's your favorite region in Italy? I don't want to put you on the spot. What's your favorite wine style or wine if you love Vincenzo or Prosecco? I love Vincenzo and I love Prosecco. I would say I have my, my heart. Since I started coming to Italy, my heart has always been Sicilian. It's a very sp- special place in the world. The whole volcano, uh, Amontagna, is something very special. It touches you. But there's amazing wine from anywhere, uh, from Alto Adige to uh, Pantelleria. It's, uh, it's an amazing country. And uh, it's, it's hard to say that it's my favorite region. Yes, I have a special thing for Sicily, but I love uh, all of Italy. You speak Italian, yeah? I don't speak Italian, but as a Portuguese, yeah, I understand pretty, Italian. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Which, which makes it easy to come here and to, to talk to people because they can talk to me in, in Italian. And, and I was just in Sicily uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, for 10 days in uh, Taormina and, and around and in, in, the, in the mountain. And it, it's really a special place and it touches you for the, the way you see wine being part of culture again there. And actually something I believe in, which is, uh, I think, an important topic of wine is one of the few products in the world that is not transferable to another country. So Etna wine will never be able to be made in China. The other thing is that wine is one of the best products in the world to redistribute uh, money because it actually brings money from urban centers that have a lot of money to poorer areas that are actually making wine. And that's one of the most beautiful things about wine. Great. Nice and nice note to finish on. And a very valid point, actually. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's it, wine often is in the industry, people think it's very, very special. And it is very special because we work in wine, but ultimately, it's a farm crop. It is. So it we're, is. We're, and we have to think about it. Yeah, we're farmers, and that's really what yes. we do. So, yeah. and we should look after our farms. Anyway, Andre, I want to say thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for today. having me. CEO at Adega, it's Andre Riberino. Did yes. I pronounce that right? That's perfect. Oh yeah, I've been practicing it for weeks. <laughs> Telling us, and you just your enthusiasm shines through. There we go. It's always a good thing for someone that's uh, doing what you do. You're thank you. Thank you for energizing people to to explore um, yes. taste and and territories. Yes. Nice one. It's been great, mate. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for having Take me. Take it easy. Listen to all of our pods on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and on ItalianWinePodcast.com. Don't forget to send your tweets to at Podcast.